When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Yeah, we like to call it the hump day edition of Ball Don't Lie. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But there are leaks, reports, rumors everywhere about the 2024 SEC schedule release, uh, which will be the first year your Texas Longhorns will be joining the SEC. So we'll get right to that. Also, we'll reflect a question to ponder about Texas baseball's heart-wrenching, soul-crushing loss to Stanford in a disappointing fashion over the weekend. We'll get into that coming up a little bit later on in the 4 o'clock. We'll also uh, dive into some Major League Baseball discussion. The Astros. Go Strolls! Also talk about the Rangers. Also, we'll get into the uh, reverse boycott. I love that term. Haven't heard it before, but I like it. We'll uh, break it all down uh, and also get into some NFL news notes and Nuggets training camp uh, tidbits, if you will. Uh, we'll talk about the, uh, really, the, the do-si-do that can Continues with the Texans starting quarterback situation and also a dive into some rankings for Pro Football Focus. All of that and more before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Mike Hardball Hart. What's going on, brother? Hump day! Right. It is a hump day edition of Ball Don't Lie. Before we get into everything, I want to Give a special shout out to my mother shout out, shout out, shout and out. my stepfather. They are celebrating 27 years Ooh. of marriage. So happy anniversary 27? to my mom and my stepdad. Appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. Y'all are leading the way. That's how it goes You're down. Damn right. 27 years. What's the state? Did they tell you the secret to success? They live in separate homes. That's how you do that. <laughs> That's how you do that. That's exactly right. Hey, baby, we're going to have lunch. We're going to have dinner. We're going to hang out. But I'm going to go to my place, you're going to go to yours, and that's how you do it. It don't always work out that way. I tried that. It didn't work. Oh, no. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't even suggest it in my house. I don't even want to see what's going to happen with that one. No, no, it's no, no. Going to take a enough. miracle. <laughs> <laughs> but a special, special shout out to them, and I, I, I love them dearly. But nice. let me talk about my man that sits across <laughs> from me. He hails from H-Town with the get-down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud car-carrying member of DBU. 
Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I appreciate that intro as always. Let's not waste any time uh, introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest-working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We're pretty damn sure this man is underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick? Oh, just living the dream, Rod. Uh, yeah, I know you're a little sad. Patrick, if you don't know, he's such a he's such a basketball fan. As long as there's basketball of any kind happening, he's in a really good mood. And usually there's some kind of basketball happening. And NBA, college, you got some spring league stuff. And right now there's nothing. And then so, Patrick, he doesn't know what to do with his time. And when Benyama's team got beat, right? So they're <laughs> out. They're, so they're out. I mean, they would have been over, it. I think, by now anyway. But oh, yes. okay. Okay. Hey, that's some NBA news. Look at that. Oh, no, there's, 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 there's still Wizards? news coming. The Wizards, yeah. You want official basketball, though. Yeah, you don't want to watch. Yeah, you you don't like the speculation. Yeah. No, because they're not going to trade Bradley Beal for a while. Uh, because no one wants a guy, 33-year-old, with a 57 uh, million, million dollar player option yeah. for when he's 33. That yeah, is a ridiculous. That's that's a lot of cashola right there. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll get into that. Uh, you see, we don't have a mini NBA talk. We do have some NBA stuff that we're going to get into, actually. We got some some sound from uh, Nikola Jokic, the MVP from the finals, who uh, a, a really an interesting question uh, to contemplate. And uh, Patrick brought this up yesterday. might be foreshadowing the future of when Nikola Jokic, meaning enjoy it while you can. Yeah, exactly. Right, he's and not afraid. Just, he's not afraid to drop the mic and leave. Yeah, he can't, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's and, not that guy. Yeah, we got some sound because yeah. I thought about that when I heard that sound. I was like, "Oh, Patrick brought this up yesterday," and it's yeah, like yeah. we might need to enjoy Jokic while we can. Yeah, yeah. It, it, we will say that, but also he, Tim Duncan had that same mystique to a point, and he played for a very long time. Very, very true. So. Now, Jokic seems more, but he we'll just, get into it. Man, he, I mean, come on. Dip Duncan ain't never tried to pass up on the parade. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. no. To, exactly. I, he's never been like, I got to get back to the islands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go swimming in the islands, yeah. which we would all understand, actually. Well, well actually, just no, make him jump into uh, the, the <laughs> what is it, that river that runs through San Antonio? Just jump in there. Oh, the river wall? The yeah, river wall. Jump into <laughs> that. Yeah, that's great. Bucky, Bucky did. Yeah. Bucky jumped in the Tim, river wall. Oh, no. Tim's, Tim's kind of like you, Rod. Tim, Tim's not an ocean swimmer, really. No, oh, really? no, that's why he played basketball was because a hurricane wrecked their, their pool, and so they had to start training in the ocean. He was like, I'm not training with sharks, dude. And so he gave it up to play basketball. See? My, and then he became one of the greatest of all time. Hey, that's how we think. Uh, my respect for Tim Duncan, <laughs> although it was already out of this world, yeah. now has gone to a different level because much like myself, what do I, what, we talk about this all the time, Harge. Some guys, it's a waist rule. For some guys, it's at, it's at the chest level, yep, nipples. Yep, that's yep. nipples deep. That's as deep as I'm going into the ocean. Other than that, I know it's not my territory. Okay, that's not that's their domain. That's, that's their, their domain. Home. That's their home. Why would I? I just they uh, stand their ground. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody wants to talk about stand your ground. They stand <laughs> their <laughs> ground. Uh, <laughs> that's a great story. I've never heard you that never story. Heard that, yeah, no. that's it. That's the it's origin fantastic. story of him becoming a basketball player. Oh, uh, you know what? And now I get it even more. And, that, <laughs> exactly. and that's what that was God telling him. No, not doing no, it. No, no, you don't need to be swimming. You need nope. to go ahead and play basketball, and then you become a goat. Now he's in goat yeah. conversations. Mm-hmm. He might might have been one of the gold swimmers, but we wouldn't be talking about him. Not at all. No, we haven't mentioned Michael Phelps in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like the he's like the great, he's like the Michael Jordan of swimming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When is the last time we said, "Hey, man, you know what? Let's talk about Michael Phelps." Been a minute. One of our one of our interns, David right. Johnson. He is. And he's a great. He's, he's a fantastic. Oh, swimmer. outstanding! Yeah. He's going to nationals. We don't talk about it. We should. But That's, we our <laughs> That's, That's our guy. guy. That's our guy. That's our guy. That's our guy. Texas. Texas is. The the, the the greatest swimming and yes. diving program in the history of college sports. Not With a sniff. With the goat, Eddie <laughs> <laughs> Not a sniff. <laughs> yeah, if Tim Duggan might have gotten He just probably would have went to Texas. He would have probably swim. went to Texas. If he had been right. swimming, that's right. Texas would have been on him then. No doubt. Uh, that is a fantastic story, Patrick. <laughs> All right, that's a great way to start the show. Okay, let's get to the uh, the task at hand here, gentlemen. Oh, that's by right. the way, Spec Tech Line, 512-337-3776. Please join us uh, because your, uh, your, your thoughts, your questions, comments, whatever they are, uh, they mean so much to us because you're the heartbeat and the pulse of this thing. It is a mid- midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie, so we'll look forward to that, too. Patrick always yep. keeps us on our toes. All right, gentlemen, tonight... 
6 p.m. tonight, the SEC is going to have their official um, schedule release extravaganza. They try mm-hmm. to do it like the NFL now, so they make it a big deal, which I get. Uh, we the SEC about is the NFL. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're as close as you can get, yeah. uh, no doubt, uh, in terms of uh, the college level. But they uh, are, this is for the 2024 season, for those who don't know, and you won't get dates um, I don't even know if you'll get sequence of games. I, I don't. We don't know that either. You're definitely going to get opponents, but I don't. I don't know exactly how they're going to do it. But uh, over at Horns 24/7, shout out to them. They did a really good job with this story uh, because uh, they put it out early this morning. Um, it, it it says here in Texas first season in the SEC in 2024, the Longhorns will face Texas A&M mm-hmm. and Arkansas on the road. So they'll face their old Southwest Conference rival and, of course, their uh, other rival. Right, right. Other rival, not their main rival, their other rival uh, in a and They'll do it on the road. So the Aggies, they if this report is, is accurate, and there's no reason to think that it's not, um, the Aggies get their wish. And you said, I said, give let's it go ahead and give it to them. Give yeah, it to no, no, them. We they, gave it, it to them. It, we, <laughs> CDC gave it to them. And you say, like, Pat, you should, they should have did the press conference before. Yeah. CDC like, says, it's all yours. <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. I Listen, I like, I, I agree with it. It only, my, my thing is this, for the, the administrators and the commissioner of the SEC and all the decision makers, whoever determines the schedule. It only mattered to A and M. It didn't matter to any. Nobody else cared. And I'm not, I'm not saying it. I'm not. I'm not trying to diminish it, Aggies. I'm not trying to diminish it all. I'm. A, I get a lot of Aggie hatred. Aggies. If you've been listening to me for a while, you know I'm an Aggie sympathizer. I'm one of the only Aggie sympathizers out there. All right. I, I was almost an Aggie. Thank God for Mac Brown. I'm not. Uh, but hell, I was almost an Aggie. My last two schools I narrowed my choices down to were Texas and Texas A&M. I want to represent the state and the Aggies' damn good football program. Uh, but I digress. Getting back to it, I I do think it matters to them because they believe it was a win. Um, whether that's you know factual or whether that is stated in actual you know rational thought or reason, whatever you want to get into it in terms of the, the Aggie mindset. I don't want to dive deep into that, but I'm glad they gave it to them. And Texas, even though Texas' last game was in College Station in Aggieland, mm-hmm. some people are bringing that up, that doesn't matter. It's a new rivalry. It's a exactly. new. You rekindled this thing, That's man. right. It's new. It's fresh, baby. It's yeah, fresh. Now you're in the same conference where it Come really on. matters again, so let them have it. Although I'm the person that's like, no, don't <laughs> let them have it. That's where I've been. I've been there the entire time. Are petty, man. I was just in Aggieland this past weekend, and I couldn't even spend a night. I didn't want to spend a night because I because I was itching when I went down there. What happened? Basketball. I was there for uh, yeah for hoops. For it just youngster. didn't even okay. feel right. <laughs> didn't even feel right. But as we talked about before, this is something too. It doesn't matter where we're playing each other. The fact that we're playing each other is what matters to me. I am glad that that this is happening because what the disappointment would have been is if we would have came in here and regardless of what this report says, if Texas and A&M were not playing in that inaugural year, mm-hmm. that would have been a bigger disappointment to yes. me no matter where we would have played this game. Agreed. So and I and, and if we're playing Arkansas as well, those are the rivalries that I grew up on, that I look mm-hmm. forward to, that I got an opportunity to be recruited by those schools as well. So it was really cool for me to watch Arkansas and, and Texas have this rivalry. I grew up in the Southwest Conference. That's that would have been my time. I I yeah I I didn't. It's crazy about it. I didn't watch a lot of college football before I started playing college football. Now I watch more. But I was in NFL. Right. Watched a lot of NFL. Right. And my dad had to tell me about what DBU was going on in Texas yeah, yeah, and yeah. Jerry Gray and kind of helped me to the history of Texas because um, he was a big Southwest Conference guy. And, yeah, so I, I'm glad it's back. I mean, Texas and Texas A&M, you know, 118 times. I believe Texas and Texas A&M both have played 118 times now. Yeah. Uh, so I, the, the, it's great the rivalry's coming back. And in 2024, 
um, for Texas, they'll start on the road. And like I said, whether the Aggies, you know, they got their wish or whether it was a gentleman's agreement behind the scenes, either way, I'm glad it's starting out in Aggie land too. Yeah, Much yeah. better to beat them at their own place to start it out. You took the it. last place, the last time you played them, you beat them. And then now to start out, to rekindle the rivalry, you can beat them again. I love it. At their place. I, I'm, I'm all in on that. Come on, man. Yeah. That's sweeter. Have we, have we heard uh, who the Aggies rival is going to be in this format? No, they have not really revealed what that, and I, obviously they won't necessarily say it. We'll have to kind we'll of have to you see know, what break happens it down. Tonight. Well, but they may say it in the in the show tonight, right? They yeah. could. They they can kind of discuss it. They'll I guess whatever the schedule hints or whoever the schedule hints is their rival. Um, yeah, because you know, they're doing the format right. So yeah, it's the one. It's the one seven format. Yeah, so, so they yeah. may know. They may go. This is so and so's rival, and so yes, I'm curious to see if they mention it. Who that? Because I'd want to see who. And him actually ends up getting his arrival because they if pl- they stick him with Arkansas and they just go look you two guys you have the old history that kind of all together could be or if they they boost him up to an LSU or if they stick him randomly with somebody else because uh, yeah LSU would not be happy about that I've talked to enough yeah. LSU fans yeah know, exactly you know and and uh, yeah the rival thing is interesting because uh, you Patrick you might be right that might be the hot topic uh, when it's all said and done um, because we know Texas they're dancing with Oklahoma they brought their dance yeah. partner with them um, Auburn Alabama some of them are just easy uh, you know Georgia Florida that's just you know some stuff is yeah. just easy but yeah a lot of these are more difficult and. You know, I've always said it, it's like when you go when you go out with your significant other, or you know, wherever you go, you hang out somewhere, go to some company party, or even go out. Um, and that backhanded compliment is always delivered where mm-hmm. you're out kicking your coverage, and you tell you like, yes, actually, it's great, which basically means you you are really really good looking person, and you uh, you know you I, we we don't really understand how you could get somebody this good looking, right? Out kicking your coverage. The truth is. Everybody, in terms of a football rival, wants to be with someone who is considered to be out of their league that you're out kicking your coverage, or at least somebody on your level. Yeah. Right? Or, you know what I mean? And for the Aggies, that's the problem, is the Aggies want, of course, somebody who has a really, you know, impressive football history and is considered maybe a blue blood, because for the Aggies, there is a bit of, you know, program dysmorphia where they they're not a blue blood, but they spend they spend and generate revenue like a blue blood, live in the same neighborhoods as the blue blood. They got a coach that's worthy of a blue blood. They recruit talent like a blue blood. So they walk and talk like one, but it's not they're not really that they don't have the skins on the wall for it. So they want to be in that blue blood conversation. And I don't know if the SEC considers them to be that. We'll see when the schedule comes out if they think, oh, no, no, no. Um, we think the Aggies have been punching below their weight. We think the right. Aggies are, you know, a program that's worthy of being matched up with this particular program, like in LSU. Not, yeah. um, I mean, Arkansas, Arkansas is a good football program, but that is, 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 is A&M out kicking their coverage with Arkansas? Would that be? I don't I mean, monetarily. I don't, I, think I, I don't think so. But I, I think monetarily, but not football. Now, football-wise, I don't think so, but you're right. right. The Aggies would think so. The Aggies, Aggies would think would so, be because like, the Aggies no. are like, we're a bigger school. And as much as, look, I'll call the kettle black. Texas, they've been that way where we've had bad seasons. We're like, well, no, we're a bigger school, though. Right. And so Texas is guilty of it, too. But, yeah, I could see them not being thrilled if they get paired with Arkansas because they would want, you know, LSU or Tennessee or at least a South Carolina or somebody that, you know, is a ranked team every year. Whereas Arkansas falls in and out of that being ranked. Yeah. Uh, when uh, Texas are claiming LSU is going to be the Aggies' permanent opponent, they would like that. That's what the Aggies would want. Remember, they're going to revisit this schedule thing yes. in like two years anyway. Yeah. Right. Like right after 2024. Right. It's just a one-year deal. And then, boom, they're, yeah. they're going to look at it because then we're talking about possibly going to a nine. To the 3-6 three, the yeah. three, format where exactly. you have three rivals, three main opponents, yeah. or permanent opponents, I should say, annually. Yeah. And then you rotate six. So it may be a conversation that's not even worth having in the end of debate because basically this is a, this is a one, like you said, it's a one-year deal. And then I'm they revisit you. it. In 2025, I'm with you 100 so, yeah, on that. So I, I, but I, I do. I think it's interesting though for the Aggies. I know with the Aggies want LSU, and LSU believes that the that would be essentially step pump, down. punching below their their yep. weight, and it would be yeah them kind of dumpster diving. Not who dumpster would you, who, who, who would we all say and really look at as LSU's true rival? 
Would it be Would it be in Alabama? They want Alabama. Alabama's. But I'm saying, who would be Alabama's? That's that Alabama's natural. Auburn. It's all, that's that natural Alabama's Auburn, Auburn thing. But that egg bowl. And and, if, and we know Nick Saban wants it to be UAB or. Or D two score or somebody else. <laughs> Nick Saban prefer to not play anybody major the entire time and just be like, "Oh, we're ready for the Bulls." And, uh, yeah. you, if you're if you're a great football program, I'm talking about elite all time. If you're in that top five to ten dis- uh, conversation, you have multiple rivals. You should. Oh, yeah. great football traditions like that do. Cow- right. The Cowboys, you know, I mean, they got a ton. Right. Uh, everybody, uh, in the, the pa- exactly. everybody in the NFC. Everybody in the NFC. 49ers claim yeah. them as a rival. Yep. Well, yep. Everybody claims the Cowboys as a rival. Um, and, you know, there are other great football traditions like that, like Notre Dame. And, and I think Texas, I'm glad, this is one of the reasons I'm glad they're going back to SEC. They Texas needs multiple rivals. And they'll, they'll create a new one. Yeah, There'll oh, be definitely. Some, some new ones generated yeah. within the SEC, but Texas should have three, four rivals. They're that type of uh, football program in terms of the the influence and how popular the brand and how you know powerful the brand is, yeah. and recognizable it is. So that's why I'm glad they're getting. I would say I would say the gr- the best comic book heroes. All got a lot of great iconic villains yeah. and great iconic rivals, and. Hell, that's why Batman and Spider Man for some of y'all out there. There you go. Uh, <laughs> gotta make sure we got Spider Man. Got more than, probably have more than anybody else. This is why their movies are so damn good, right? You gotta have the it's all about the villains and the SEC's got a lot of rivals and a lot of villains. I don't know if anybody is putting together the amount of rivalries that the SEC is now. No, I mean that's why everybody's yeah. looking at it as the elite league. Like that is where you want to play. And if you want to be considered the best and you go out there and you play well in the SEC then people totally look at you differently because that is where everything is measured. I know they, they got the saying, it just means more. Uh, okay, it does, whatever. But now that everybody's in this league and you went there, and I also look at it this way too, you're on a better time zone. Like we're Central Texas. So if for us, being able to watch these types of games all the time, and we've talked about this numerous times, when you look at Texas's schedule every single year, that is what people have always been mad about. Oh, look, at, I'm paying all this money for this type of schedule. These teams are, uh, well, now you have no choice. Mm. Now you're walking into the lion's den. You are, are you not entertained? You are definitely going to be entertained by any team that is on this schedule now. Yeah, it's Those be are great season tickets. I don't care who's on it. I agree. With you. No, it's, and it, it means it's also going to be a, a treacherous stretch. For sure. A treacherous track for Texas. So in addition to. <laughs> to be battle tested yes, every week. Going on the road to play yeah. the rivals, A&M and Arkansas. Um, also, according to this uh, Horns 24-7 report, uh, it says you're going to have a home game versus Georgia as well. Mm-hmm. Which that also is really sexy. Yeah, yes. I mean, and it's two times it, defending two time. It might be, might be three at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense though if you're going to try and split up the two best teams, Alabama and Georgia, and you're saying that you're going to have different teams playing Oklahoma and Texas. Texas played Alabama two years in a row going into that, so you yep. you probably go well. Then let's put that matchup with Oklahoma, Absolutely. which then means Texas gets Georgia. Yep, and let's put it home so. They don't feel so bad that they're going on the road to Alabama or Arkansas and A&M, and then they got to go to Georgia back. Hey, guys, yeah, come that's on. a little much. We get, we get that's it. a little much. Yeah, you definitely won't have to. I don't think you'll have to play Bama in 2024 at least, right? No, I'm assuming they're going to go to Oklahoma because you, so you split up Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, and they said that I believe the report was that the seven teams other than their than themselves that they're going to be playing are going to be different, completely different teams for Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah, because, I mean, playing Bama already for back-to-back years of home-and-home in 2022 and 2023, uh, just because that was your non-conference still, though, doesn't make sense when you don't have the three, six formula or divisions yet uh, to pair up Texas and Alabama because that will happen eventually down the line. So, uh, yeah, the Peter Burns report is the one that – uh, Patrick just referenced Peter Burns is basically saying that each SEC team uh, will face either the Sooners or the Longhorns once. Everybody gets one shot at either the Longhorns or the Sooners in the 2024 season. So, don't know exactly. I'm all in. Yeah. I'm all in on and, it. No matter what now. I mean, think about it. No matter what. You're playing in the SEC. You're going to end up having to play everybody anyway. So, I, I'm cool with whatever the schedule comes out to be. 
I love the challenges, and it's gonna it's gonna fluctuate each year. As you were talking about, Rod, it's gonna change again in the following year. They're gonna mm-hmm. take it back to the table again. So all we're really looking at is that inaugural year of Texas going to the SEC, and they did them no favors, no favors, no favors by coming in. But at the end of the day. You were going to have to take that gauntlet anyway. Yeah, I'll give my uh, man Jeff Ketchum some credit. I heard him say it on um, Chad and Zay uh, when he was uh, coming on. I think it was last week or something like that. He said, yeah, there's just no way they can give Texas an easy schedule. They can't. They just can't do it. He said they if they come in the conference, they give Texas an easy schedule, then then everybody's going to believe the SEC decision makers are trying to make it easy on Texas, and they're already favoring Texas. They can't do it. It has nothing to do with the Aggies, even though the Aggies – also, they, they're they probably the first ones uh, that to say probably, that, you know what, let's give Texas a taste, a real taste of the SEC. Um, but they said, yeah, just for optics, they had to make it a little tough on Texas coming into the SEC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's make it tough on them. They ain't played Georgia at home in the 12 I, years they've been there. I, I, hey, I, hey, I, give them a taste of the things that we haven't even tasted yet. Come <laughs> on now. Give them a taste. Yeah, no, but the, listen, the Aggies – in this situation, I, I, it does make sense that LSU be their rival because LSU doesn't have a natural rival either, and yeah. their border states. Um, there, there's L- a few teams that don't have natural rivals because South Carolina's natural rival is Clemson. That is yes. who their actual rival is, but that is not in the SEC. So that takes them out. Uh, Kentucky, I don't think, has a natural rival. Missouri, Vanderbilt. It, Vanderbilt is technically Tennessee, but I don't know if they're going to put Vanderbilt in Tennessee as that matchup. But that's technically the matchup because they're both Tennessee schools. Yeah, I mean, you just there are going to be some disappointed schools with whoever is designated as their rival in whatever this first yeah. year. But like I said, they will remedy that when mm-hmm. they go eventually to the three six model, which they will. If they don't go to it in twenty twenty five, it'll happen in twenty twenty six. It definitely is going to happen within the first four years of Texas going to the SEC. It's just because there's money in it. Uh, there, there's another, there's no, there's another extra SEC game which is worth, I don't know, an extra five million per school or mm-hmm. something like that. So there's a lot of straight cash, homie, at stake. Uh, so I do think that uh, Texas will get a tough schedule. It might be the toughest schedule Texas has has had in the modern era of college football. No doubt about like it. Like it, it just it just could, it could work out that way just because it's the SEC and you still got to play your rival Oklahoma. It's not Lincoln Riley's Oklahoma or Bob Stoops' Oklahoma, but it's still Oklahoma. And we don't know what the hell the Aggies are going to bring to the table. But <laughs> right? we no, know I mean, they'll be motivated. They'll, they'll be motivated. <laughs> but it is. If you're saying there's A&M in Arkansas and they are on the road, and I know Arkansas beat the crap out of us a few years ago, but this is a team. Arkansas was 7-6 and six last year. A&M's 5-7. So they are rivalries, but they're also not, hey, man, you're throwing us Georgia and Alabama and Florida and Tennessee like, it's not necessarily we're getting every one of the top-ranked teams and Oklahoma's getting none of them. Oh, no. So, I mean, A&M and Arkansas technically easier on your schedule than some of the other SEC opponents. They're big games. They're games you want to watch. But just record-wise, in last year, they're teams that you would go, oh, no, no, I'd, I'd face them over maybe a Tennessee. But now Tennessee lose Hinton Hooker, so who knows. Yeah. But. No, that, that's fair. But as rival games happen, anything can happen in a rivalry game. That's what it's that's, all about. That's yeah. what that's that's the thing that makes you a little uneasy. But I think it's great that Texas has a lot of rivals and, and Badger's right. Not all of them riding high at the present <laughs> moment, but that could change at any time. Right. Um, okay, we'll get back to the uh, Texas uh, SEC twenty twenty four schedule. Um, there one quick question I I would like the uh, folks out there to ponder and you guys too because we watched of course over the weekend. Texas baseball uh, fall to Stanford. Sorry to bring it up. All right, it was uh, it was it was a soul crushing loss because they you know lost the pop fly in the twilight in the lights, um, and then that's how the way the game ended in walk off fashion. Um, but uh, Babalu, I'll give Babalu a ton of credit because he's the one that threw it out there. I saw it. Uh, you saw it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was great. I mean, I, I, it was a great piece. We'll play it for you a little bit later on. Uh, but Babalu of CBS Austin, he posed the question: essentially, what are the most gut wrenching, mm. soul crushing losses, defeats in Texas athletics history, and that you remember? That you remember. Any yeah. any any sport doesn't matter. Yep. Regardless, yep. it doesn't matter. Now, it could be football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, it could be softball, doesn't mm. matter. Um, yeah. I, I, I think it's something worth discussing. And where does that Texas baseball game rank on it? Uh, and where would we rank it? 
That's the real question. Yeah, we'll Does it make the top five? Does it even make the top ten? Uh, Do we have that many I, soul-crushing losses in Texas sports history? We I, definitely do. I think you can definitely look at it depending on your age, number one. Your age is only this. You're not, your age is yeah. going to be number one. But number two, yeah, because it costs you something, right? Each one of those gut-wrenching losses cost you something. That's how I view it. Those gut wrenching ones. So yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> Nate, Tim Duncan gives Bob credit too. Come on, <laughs> come on. Hey man, I love my guy Bobby B. He's got a great sense of humor. Oh, Bobby B's a man. Yeah, he's a great. Sense he is, of humor. man. He's uh, he's he's a man. He's got great yeah. hair. The hair's never out of place. Yeah, uh, he's fantastic. He does a great job. We'll play that audio for you a little bit later on. I think it was a, a great question that he posed, and it was also a really good segment. It was. Um, all right, so we'll get into that. We'll also uh, get into some baseball discussion, gentlemen. The Astros with a win over the Nationals and the Rangers. Um, something's happening. I don't know. Uh, it's a long season, but the Rangers, I believe, have lost five of the last six. Hey, man, don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> there you go. Hard <laughs> said, don't worry about it. We won't, but we will discuss it on the other side. And a reverse boycott. I like it. We'll just talk about that, too, right right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful Night Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Right here on 104.9 The Horn, it is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's when Patrick, the idealionaire, uh, he takes songs from the soundtrack. Um, and based on the selections that are played, Harge and I are supposed to gather clues and hints, little breadcrumbs that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. James Brown. Hmm. Man. James Brown is not on a ton of soundtracks. That should be close to a dead giveaway right there. Hmm. Harge, what you think? And I, I love James that can't be. A, it's not Undercover Brother 2, is it? That would be a good guess. <laughs> Which I don't think that's, I've seen. We talked about Yeah, that. I don't think that's it. Um, but um, Man, okay. I'm trying to think of what movie might have come out at this time, but or just they don't have James Brown. James Brown in it. It's is it Blues the James Brothers or anything? Is it? Ooh, no. Good. Is no. it a James Brown it documentary? Nope. Okay. Oh, that was a good one. You know? Yeah, that's good. Because they got there's a there's lot a that's James out Brown there. documentary. I forgot. Yeah. I think it's called. Uh, oh, they got a James Brown movie where uh, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Boseman that's was what I thought it. you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's not it. That's it. No. <laughs> All right, that's enough guesses for now. Dang Stop it. embarrassing ourselves. <laughs> I thought we were getting close, uh, man. I thought we were getting close, too. All right, we'll see what the uh, next clue provides to us. All right, so we, pre- we appreciate Patrick's efforts on a uh, midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. All right, uh, there are a couple of things we ought to get to, because I want to talk Rangers, uh, then we'll talk some Astros. Go Strolls! Uh, then we'll get into the reverse boycott, which I think is a <laughs> crazy story. Uh, okay, let's talk Rangers first. Um, they lost to the Angels recently, seven three. Angels, dude, they they're 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 playing better. They're making a move. They are trying to make a move. Oh man, that they would be fantastic. About time, right? It is about damn. About, I mean, you got about two time, of the best damn players <laughs> in the world. So yeah, it's yeah, about you should have been doing that a while back. Yeah, and yeah. it'd be gr- oh, they could make the playoffs. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. They really yeah, but, would be. But here's me. a question: Are they going to keep Otani past the All Star break? I don't think they keep him. I think they try and get any value back for him before he becomes a free agent. You got to see what happens first, though. That's true. It's a good point. You got to see how close they are and if they feel like a, they can make a run yeah, because there's it, a lot that's involved in th- that. There is, but that's also a tough division. Yeah. 
It is. It is. No doubt. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, if they're, if they're able to keep it going because the room, I mean, everybody was basically assuming that he was going to be on the trade block mm-hmm. by by <sighs> at, by the trade deadline to basically go, we need some value back for this guy. I agree with because that. Because we know he's gone. Like we know, I, we know he doesn't want to be here. I would just like to see what the market the off, would be. The offer yeah. is going to be, for, like, but it's yeah, a happier rental for a lot of places too, because you don't know if you're going to be able to keep him. Yeah, yeah. that's just got to have, point. but you got to have that because if you're renting you him, guarantee you got to you got to get you got to put guarantee. yourself in a position to where it's like, all right, we're going to negotiate hard to keep you. Yeah, because he's not that rental type of guy that would put you. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would well, definitely want, put you over the top, we, but. We just want you to tell us that we're on your list of teams you would even listen to before right. we make this trade. Because I don't want to give up everything, and then we win a World Series, and then you're like, Pete, I was never going to play here. Right. It's going to be a hot topic. You're right, post-All-Star break. Uh, he's already a, a big topic of discussion anyway <laughs> right? because of his freakish ability. But, yeah, man, you're talking about him potentially going to a contender? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would – and it would be good for baseball, too, to get him to a team that – Eh, can be competitive, at least make the playoffs. Seeing the best player in the world in the playoffs, or the, two of the best players in the world in the playoffs, uh, will be really good for the game. Rangers, though, getting back to them, they're 41 and 25. They will have another game coming up versus the Angels, but they mm-hmm. lost uh, five of their last six. Too many. Yeah. Too many. A little too many for this. I mean, this was one of the better, this one of the top three, four best teams in all of baseball. Yes. Uh, yeah, five. Five of the last six is too many. Um, I don't. I don't think there's anything to stress about. The season is so long, and they have so many players playing really well. As a matter of fact, they have six players in the top four in the All Star voting at their positions right now. Right. Uh, Marcus Simeon is first. Corey Seager. Um, Who had a big jo- night last night? Yes, he did. Yep. He had three hits and a home run. He yep. just. Yeah, dude, he is slapping it around. His okay, his uh, Major League Baseball ranks for uh, Corey Seager right now: batting average second, three fifty seven. <laughs> yep, his uh, OBP is second. Mm-hmm. His slugging percentage is second, and his OPS is second. Killing it, <laughs> killing it, dude. That is crazy. Yeah, wow. He put himself in a nice, nice position. So, um, yeah, this <laughs> this this team is is something to pay attention to. But you're right. The Angels are playing good baseball. Shohei Otani's hitting the ball all over the place. He's doing a really good job. His approach at the plate, situationally, he's done well. I believe he's the only player to have 20 home runs and 100 strikeouts. 20 home runs as a hitter and 100 strikeouts as a player for three consecutive years. Like he's the only player in the history to do it. So it's cartoonish, I mean, man. It's just unbelievable what yeah. some of the things that we're starting to see with him. Yeah, they used to say like we haven't seen it since Babe Ruth, but now he's doing stuff. Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth didn't, didn't even do. Didn't even do it. That's exactly right. That's <laughs> like, exactly they've right. Never seen anything like him. He is yeah. truly an alien. Uh, all right, so uh, they have another game coming up versus the Angels uh, tonight. Going flipping things to the Astros, um, and you know the the Astros they did they they won their uh, last uh, game versus the Nationals. Uh, but one thing the Astros right now that is standing out for them has been their pitching. Uh, their pitching has been unbelievable. Yep. Uh, right now, Framer Valdez, he's fifth in, in the majors in ERA, uh, 2.36 ERA. Uh, Christian Javier, he's uh, at 3.13, so I think he's also in the top 20 uh, mm-hmm. in ERA. Uh, they uh, Hunter Brown last night. Dealing. Hey, he needed man. it. They needed it from him. He needed yeah, to step did. up, and he did. Threw that the ball well. Threw that, the ball well. That uh, seven scoreless innings, um, allowed four hits, three walks, had four strikeouts. But Hunter Brown looked really good versus the Nationals. Man, that's as good as we've seen him look. And he's uh, right now could be in the you know running to be AL Rookie of the Year. Yep, and that's what we were expecting from him. It took a little bit longer. He didn't come out right away and and just take it by the horns, but. He's given himself an opportunity by being consistent to have to have that growth on the mound. The biggest problem that they're going to end up having is Jordan Alvarez is out for four weeks. It just mm. came out today. You're still having to deal with Lance McCullers, who is out for the season now because he just went back and had season-ending surgery to repair a flexor tendon in his right forearm and remove a bone spur. So, I mean, this is a guy that you, you planned on – him being a major contributor for you. But luckily, your farm system has done well enough that you can bring some guys in. Now you have to start looking, too. Do you want to go out and get somebody? What are you willing to give up? 
this is a, a trying time because I know that they weren't expecting McCullers to be out for the year until just recently. And they probably weren't expecting the Rangers to be this damn good either. They were not. They thought they could just they thought they <laughs> could they just hang around for yeah. a while. Yeah. I, I know they were probably thinking, ah, yeah, but you know what? We'll have time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. This is the worst injury luck, though, that the Astros have had. They haven't had In injury luck. a very luck. long time. Yes, yeah, the start of season. So I think that's a, a big part of it, too. But, yeah, man, with the – with the Rangers playing as well as they are, and they got a three-and-a-half game lead on the Astros. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Astros, the injuries are piling up for them. And the Rangers, right now, probably, this is the this is the biggest slump they've had yeah. in the season. No doubt. They still are leading in run differential in MLB. Yeah. They're still up there in run differential. But they're getting creeped up on by, by Tampa are. again. The Astros, though, fifth. Fifth in run differential. Hey. So not bad. But that is mostly because of their, their leading the league in Team ERA right now. Yep. Uh, they're nasty. pitching really well because – Texas as uh, the highest at one five behind them. Uh, uh, Houston is fifteenth in RBIs, mm-hmm. so it's not like they're getting closer in RBIs. Really, it's just they're not allowing a lot of runs right now. Nope. Uh, yeah, and well, last night they actually had like four solos, so, yeah. solo dolos, uh, four solo home runs. I believe they had two in the fifth, and it was two in the seventh for the Astros in that six-one win over the Nationals. And right now, hell, the, the Angels only four and a half back though. Right. Which is, that's That's as close as they've been in a very long time. And honestly, I'm hoping they continue. Even as an Astros fan, I know it's bad for the Astros. I'm hoping it continues uh, because that's just good for baseball. Mm -hmm. I mean, I want to see Shohei Otani in the thick of it, uh, potentially in a postseason matchup. And uh, I want to see the Astros there, too. And the Rangers. Yep. And I don't know how we're going to get all three of them. But. No doubt. No doubt. It's <laughs> that, going to be, be, be interesting. That'd be, that's, that's probably not going to happen, but just saying. You know, it's worth a shot. Look, all you got to do is trade Otani to the Rangers, and then Otani can be in the playoffs <laughs> and the Rangers and the Astros. It'll all work. Yep. That, that, that would is work. true. That would work. I'm Are you going to throw that. in Mike Trout, too? Come on, man. <laughs> no, you the Astros. We need another. We need another outfielder. You need another center field. Yeah, we need right. another center field. We'll get to. We'll take right. Trout. Rich get richer. Right. Um, speaking of the rich, uh, the uh, and which are going to get richer. Uh, the Athletics uh, owner is probably going to get a lot richer once he moves the team officially to Las Vegas. Yep. Um, seems like it's now at this point. Um, it's a it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to move the team eventually. So there's what's happening now in o- Oakland. What is being called a reverse boycott. Mm-hmm. So a season high, twenty seven thousand seven hundred fifty nine Oakland A's fans <laughs> filled Oakland Coliseum yesterday to take part in what they are calling reverse boycott, designed to both send a message to the owner, uh, John Fisher. That message is sell the team. As a matter of fact, um, right before the game started, there are, a, there are a couple of these. Can we get the one with just the fans chanting from the stands? See if you can make out what they're saying. This is right before the first pitch. They are yelling, sell the team. <laughs> uh, and that was right before the first pitch. First pitch, did they stop to kind of enjoy themselves. Uh, so this was their protest, Harch. Uh, and he's not going to sell the team. He's going to move the team. Relocate move the, the team. team. <laughs> move the team. He's like, yes, I will move the team. <laughs> uh, he's going to move them to Las Vegas. Uh, and you move one step closer to that. Uh, they've been there, what, like 55 years. But Tuesday, the Nevada Senate approved a bill that would provide public funds for their new uh, facility, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's definitely going to happen. Uh, that was, I mean, have you ever heard of a re- reverse boycott before? Has this this is this was good for me. I, yeah. I, I really <laughs> enjoyed this because not only are the players a good group of players, but they're being rewarded by it for those people showing out. And not only that, during this time where all the bad press has been going out there, they just won seven games in a row. They have won seven. They've in a row? won seven in a row, and I saw on one of the sites. If you had been betting on them during this seven-game win streak, and you put a hundred dollars on them, <laughs> you would have made a hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. 
By for continuing to by basically continue by continuing to double down. To double, so you bet on each game and then oh, you double down. The next just game. let it ride. Yeah, let it ride. Okay. Let it you, roll. You'll over. be up a hundred and seventy five thousand dollars because they won seven games. Because all of the games, they're plus two twenty five, two thirty, <laughs> three hundred. Like if you just That's keep crazy. it going. Well, can they won eighteen and fifty going yeah. into the winning streak. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, They've done that, really well. As a matter of fact, to give you perspective on what Hard is talking about and how improbable it is to for the A's as bad as they are to go on that seven game winning streak. So they've won seven games. Entering that streak, they were winning 19% of their games. 19.4%. Yeah. That's tied for the longest win streak by a team entering sub two sub twenty percent, right? Basically a twenty yeah. percent win percentage. Uh, with a minimum of 25 games. you got to go all the way back to the 1885 Detroit Wolverines yeah. <laughs> and the 1895 Louisville Colonels uh, to find a team that had a win percentage lower than the A's before they went on this seven-game win streak. Right. And, and they're doing it against the best team. In Major League Baseball exactly. right now. Exactly. Like Tampa right now. Yep. That's crazy. That's why That's why it's so unique when you watch it and you're hearing all these different things and you're like, well, wait a minute. They out here balling. Man. They balling. They making it move. I so know. it's been impressive, man. Yeah. The A's at one point uh, had a season low in attendance of 2,064 fans. I believe, Hard, you brought that up. That was back yeah. in May against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, their average, I think, is like 8,555. There was more people at the Westlake Pearland game than there was in Oakland for a baseball it. game just recently. I believe that. Yeah. And that's why he's moving the team. That's why he's moving you it. Well, and the well, boat has well, passed. He's also getting a free stadium. He's also yeah. getting a really free stadium because he's moving to a team that wanted more when Oakland wouldn't just give him a stadium for no money. Listen, he's a cheap billionaire. Yeah. And he's not the only one, but, you know, I was just one of the worst traits to be, to have if you're a billionaire, mm-hmm. is to be a cheap billionaire. And he's a cheap one. Seems um, to be. Yeah. It, it's going <laughs> to be interesting, though, if he doesn't sell the team in Vegas and he tries to let the building get run down again. To get another stadium, and you see all the the people that run the casinos down there being like, "Hey, you know, you need to keep up. We gave you a lot of money. You need to keep that up, or else, uh, or else, uh, you're there's a lot of desert out here." Honestly, <laughs> and I hate to say this for A's fans out there, I think he will. It'll be like that ex that wouldn't get their ish together when you were with them. You kept trying to tell them, "Hey, do this, do that, get it together. You got a lot of potential." And then they go, they go somewhere else, and yep. you see them dating. You be like. So you got it all, you got all your ish together. Good. Great. Now mm-hmm. you nice you found your you found all your your ways to improve once you left me. You did all the things I suggested you do. There's a chance he could go to Vegas and he could find, you know, like the best version of himself because he's going to get a lot of money there in Vegas and it's a tourist place. He'll be more tourist. No. He's not going to cater fans, he'll cater well, tourists. Well, no, no, and that's they're thing. all coming they're through. They're all tourists. Well, yeah. That's why the, the 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 Vegas Golden Knights who just won the championship. Yep, shout I out. mean, yeah, shout out to them. I think they were at 104% capacity this year well, in attendance. And that's the other deal is you get tickets sold to casinos. Exactly. Like casinos basically will buy them and give them out as comps. Yep. So you can sell probably at least half, if not three quarters, of your season tickets every year before they go on sale, basically to casinos. And then yeah. they come but, out there to spend money on the apparel as well. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I will say yeah. the, the flip of this is we've seen that what Mark Davis did. He brought the Raiders to there and then hired Josh McDaniel, and you were like, "That is not fixing yourself up. That is <laughs> no. That is a bad rebound right that, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when you see them and they're doing worse than when they were with you. Like, well, yeah. you doing bad? Well, now you're a crackhead. Oh, you, yeah. How you losing some weight? <laughs> oh, you losing a lot of weight. Yeah. Oh, no, that's too much weight. Too, oh, you lost, a, you lost a tooth too. What's going on? Oh, that ain't good. You must have smoked those. <laughs> like, no. Uh, yeah. So that's you lost a tooth. That's tooth. how you know. Yeah, that's how you know they're doing some hardcore drugs. You're like, right. oh, your teeth. Oh, what's going on? All right, uh, let's get back to the flex on the other side. Uh, we'll get into the flex the Wednesday night flex which is happening tonight give you some right. details about that right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104 down the horn hey boy don't spill my drink boy bullet now listen grand hustle homie everybody report to the blood dance floor hey. Wow. 
just figured out. Patrick wants to take our black card again. He yeah, wants, he wants our black card. He wants to lose our black card I'm not, again. I'm not losing it. I'm not losing it. Because you just played James Brown and not T.I. And we, and I, oh, wow. That's good. It's a midweek movie music edition of All Don't Lie, in case you don't know. That's when Patrick the Idillionaire takes songs from a soundtrack that are supposed to give Harge and I clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of midweek movie music. This is a little T.I., I know it well. Know the James Brown really Me well. Too. And now we got to put him into, just on the same soundtrack, Harch. What are we doing? How do we not know this? This should be obvious now. This, this, I mean, T.I. and James Brown on the same soundtrack. There could yep. only be like three possible <laughs> movies when this could happen. Like, seriously. It's T.I. and James Brown. I'm going to go with. Uh, Come on, George. You got to rescue me here. My black card is on I'll the line. I'll work. <laughs> I just had it suspended a couple yeah. weeks ago. What movie was it? Was, was, what was it? What movie it was, was Undercover Brother. Undercover, Undercover Brother. That's why yeah. I was trying to get it back. Uh, uh, listen, listen. I've got you a gimme in the in, in the next hour. I, we should get this by now, though. The T.I. and the James Brown are supposed to be a dead giveaway. Is it Spider-Man? It is not Spider-Man, no. I would have been. I, I wouldn't see that Spider Man. Cause oh, don't forget, there's a new one coming. The, the other one is out. <laughs> they got the brother on there with Miles Morales. Yeah. Oh wow. So it's not Spider Man. Has anybody got it on a spec sex line have, yet? Have we? Uh, let me look. Have we talked about? Have I seen this movie? I had. I mean, I mean, uh, did you hear the soundtrack? Yeah. You have, <laughs> you have I, seen this. If I did not lose my black card, uh, we 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 lose our black card. Have I seen it? You think? I would assume you have. Okay. But that's also because you watch a ton of movies. It was a big release. It, it was, was a big, big release. Yeah, it was a it was a big release. Wow. It was not it was not something hidden. Okay. We'll try to get it with the next one. All right, uh, FLXATX.com, FLXATX on all of your social media platforms. Go check it out. It is a Wednesday night flex tonight. We're really excited. And Harj, I hear I didn't give a shout out to Westlake Baseball. Yep, they're going to give a takeover. That's right. They got a Westlake takeover again. They're going to have Coach Blair on via phone and my boy Aiden Bennett, nephew, is coming through and he's going to be bringing a couple players. Um, He's going to be on with my man Zach Lucero, Cam. Uh, Parker, the Colonel, they call him, the Colonel, and uh, the the Seed E Hogan. Man, yeah. I'm still, I'm still flabbergasted. Yeah, I'm yeah, perplexed. Like, I can't believe I I'm trying to get him the flex answers, but I'm think. also thinking right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm like, could it, what movie could it be? With Ti and James Brown. Oh, see, that's the, the best part. Is I know what's coming next. So I was just laughing when they played James Brown. Like, oh, they 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 have no idea what's about to happen. I, I mean, you're probably going to flip the script on us. No, you the third one. It's easy. You get the third on the third one. T.I. is in this movie, I bet. Is he in the movie? Is this Roll Bounce? No, I don't know. Because T.I. actually. Yeah, he's, he is, a, he's not a main or, character. Or okay. a, uh, ATL, not Roll Bounce. Roll Bounce is Bow Wow. Yeah. T.I. is. T.I. acts uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. ATL. Shouty. Shouty. All right. Okay. We hope you'll get let's it. Let's hurry next up and one. get through this next one. Yeah, let's go get All to right. it. All right, black card on the line. Uh, At least could have it. T- I'm struggling tempor- today. T- temporarily suspended again. Uh, uh, if we missed this one, Harge. Get it back. <laughs> get it back. All right, we'll come back. We got training camp uh, nuggets. Sorry, is sorry, it training nuggets. day? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we got <laughs> mini camp nuggets coming yeah. up on the other side. Uh, also, the Texans playing a little dosey do with their quarterback rotation. We'll talk about that. And holdout season right now in the NFL. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.